This is Heather White, and you are listening to the Authenticity Addicts Podcast, the place where it is safe to be an addict, because what we're obsessed with is our life's truth. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Authenticity Addicts Podcast. It's Heather White. It's episode one. I'm starting to realize, gosh, I wish I didn't call the first episode episode zero. Something about episode one, right? It just is like uh, daunting in some ways. But nevertheless, here we are, episode one. And um, gosh, I realize in reflection, man, there's so much I want to say and talk about and how to unpack it and how, what to share and when. And I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. So I decided to just free flow and um, not put a ton of pressure on myself and just really, again, share from my heart what I believe about this topic of authenticity addiction, why I am so passionate about supporting people on the journey. And um, so today, what I, I really wanted to sort of dive into, and I don't think any of these topics are really going to have a lot of linear order to them. So if, if you're looking for the 10 steps to authenticity, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you're not going to find it here. Because, you know, first of all, authenticity, it's such an overused, and in my experience, extremely misunderstood concept, particularly in the way I choose to understand it and engage with it. Um, and for me, authenticity is sort of synonymous with truth. Um, it's synonymous with this idea of emergent entelechy, right? This idea that we have these seeds of potentiality within us that are seeking expression through us. It's the idea of soul, of this inner spiritual center, um, this this bigger than human experience that we are capable of um allowing to emerge through the vehicles of our lives so it's not like a platitude that you put on a wall or you know that thing people do right where oh my gosh so they just dump all their emotional shit all over you and then they say just being authentic yeah that's that's not what I'm talking about here okay first of all I think that's kind of like <laughs> it's like subtle narcissism really what I'm talking about here is these deep reservoirs of talent and potentiality that live within the the depths of our uh, inner knowing those you know that sense that you have right about that inner possibility first of all that is real and second of all that is authenticity and the reason why I'm advocating for addiction in this area is because the way I see it is as humans, we are extremely um, hardwired for addictive ways of operating, right? We like to get into familiarity. We like to connect neurons, create a neural pathway and go down the same neural pathway over and over and over again, right? We like comfort and, um, you know, we like predictability, right? So, for me, I thought, well, why not take that natural tendency that we have as a human being and turn it towards the greatest possibility for our lives? Like, what if we turned into addicts on this ruthless pursuit 
of nothing less than the greatest possibilities for our lives. What if we turn towards this seedling of potentiality that we can sense within us and applied our addictive tendencies to that? I wonder what could be possible. That's really where this entire idea came from. You know, but again, with this this concept of authenticity, it's like it's like we've turned it into some platitude that sits on the wall. It's like a core value. It's like I am authentic. It's like, well, okay, fine. And this is again the problem with words, right? We are trying to use finite language to describe infinite capacities, infinite concepts, right? So it doesn't quite fit. It's never going to be quite right. It's sort of like it's like the light that sort of shines on the general area and we want to, you know, typical humans, right? We want to put a label on it and put a box around it and put it in the manila folder and <laughs> write a Sharpie <laughs> authenticity on top of it and be done with it, right? File it away. It's like, oh, I'm authentic. I'm done. Well, my experience of what I'm talking about when it comes to authenticity is what I wanted to sort of dedicate this episode to, which is the idea that authenticity is actually a moving target. I think Gandhi probably best explained this idea. So there's a story about Gandhi when he was leading a march and he you know, summoned all these people, you know, who had come, they'd left their jobs, they've left their families, they've come from all over India to support him in their devotion to, you know, his righteous indignation towards the injustices of his time, right? And so all these people have gathered to support this march that he has orchestrated and organized. And after the first day of the march, he calls all his lieutenants together and he says, basically, this is wrong and I'm calling it off. To, of course, which, you know, they reply like, what the heck? You got to be kidding. You can't. You can't. You know, they're all up in arms and freaking out. I'm sure they didn't quite say that. <laughs> That's what I would say. But, you know, in protest, they're, they're trying to explain to him like, you know, Gandhi, you cannot call it off. Like, look at all the sacrifices that people have made to come and join the march. And basically he turns, he turns to them and says, you know, I'm a human being. I don't know absolute truth. Only God knows absolute truth. He says, I only, as a human, know relative truth. And so my commitment must be to the truth and not to consistency. And he goes on to say, even, even if I have to reverse myself as a result, right? Imagine the kind of courage we're talking about, right? Like, let's just assume there's a I don't know, a few tens of thousands of people who have gathered from all over the country, they've come to support you. Like, just put yourself in his shoes for a second, right? They, they've come to say, we are, we are so devoted to you, to what you're standing for, that we're willing to take the risk of leaving our jobs and our families and our day-to-day -day lives and come and stand with you in support of, you, you know, what you're up to and what you're, what you're standing for right? And imagine the courage of recognizing that after one day, it wasn't right. It wasn't the right thing to do. The truth that he was connecting to was contradictory to the truth that he had the days and weeks leading up to that, right? It wasn't that the truth was different, right? I don't, I firmly believe that the truth for him leading up to that march was that this march is necessary and right and the right thing to do and right. And then something happened and the truth, right? After day one was, this is wrong. 
And this is what he's saying. Truth is relative from a human perspective, right? We're not omnipresent, all-knowing. Well, potentially we have access to omnipresent, all-knowing, right? But that's through a cultivation of, uh, uh, of a sense of awareness, right? Which ironically is what this spiritual growth, this authenticity um, path is all about. But as it pertains to our limited sort of concepts, uh, you know, our limited self-awareness, we don't know absolute truth, right? We know relative truth. And haven't you ever had that experience when you were so sure, like the truth was the truth was the truth was the truth. And then somehow another piece of awareness opened up in you. And suddenly the truth that you were so sure about was no longer the truth, right? And so this is what... I think is the bedrock of the journey of authenticity addiction, right? Is the recognition that this thing is going to be a moving target. This is not a a destiny that you seek that is a noun, right? This is not a place you arrive. This is a journey, right? And it's an unfolding. It's an emergence. It's not like check, 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 check. Okay. I'm authentic now, right? That's not the way it works. And so that's why when I say, you know, if you're an authenticity addict, you are willing to be in ruthless pursuit of your life's truth. And the reason I say ruthless is because you're going to, you know, you're going to make adjustments in your life that are going to be yeses to this inner impulse that you're feeling, that sense of the possibility, right? You're going to have that moment of courage where you make the change, right? In, in pursuit of the inner knowing of possibility for yourself, right? And then you're going to get to that next place and realize there's another place, right? That's calling now. It's, it's never over. It's like, if you think about the unfolding of a, of a rose, right? It's like, just when you think it can't go one more time, another layer opens up. And that's really the experience of, of the authentic path, right? When you, when you're really in pursuit of that potentiality within you, right? That seedling of like the greatest expression for your life, right? It's taking those gifts and those talents that are uniquely yours and cultivating them to the greatest possible expression, right? It's saying yes to that inner possibility. And therefore it's an unfolding, it's emergence, right? It's not linear. It's, it's not, it's not something you're going to be able to set a smart goal about, right? And reverse engineer it and take the, you know, steps towards it. It's not something you're going to be able to put on a vision board, right? This is going to be something that is birthed from inside of you one step at a time, right? It's like that that old proverb about you're not going to see the whole staircase, right? Just take the next step. Like that's what we're talking about. That's why I say ruthless. Like this is going to require so much courage, right? That you need to be an addict. Like you've got to be obsessed. You've got to be like somewhat crazy. The other thing, the other, not, I mean, not, not crazy, crazy, but kind of, especially when we think about it through the context of like, what does culture say? What does society say? Right? Because if we're really honest, going back to why I call this podcast, the authenticity addicts podcast, right? As humans, we really love familiar. We like things to stay the same, right? Like even though we can talk all day long about how change is the only constant, 
we push against change. Like we don't want change, right? I mean, we do, but we don't. It's like, I want the six pack, but I don't want to do, I don't want to do the workout, right? It's like, so, you know, putting it into the context of authenticity, it's like, you have to have such a degree of ferocity around wanting to know and wanting to express your inner resources, talents, gifts, right? It's like you want to know who you are, why you're here, and you will stop at nothing to be able to share those gifts and those talents in contribution in the way that only you can. It's like you deeply believe in your heart of hearts that there is a unique contribution that you were born to make and you're going to stop at nothing in order to make that. That is the level of ferocity that an authenticity addict has, right? Like, so, you know, again, but, (laughs) right, it's not, there's no holy grail that you arrive upon. It's a forever unfolding journey of emergence. Um, Like I think back to to my journey. So, you know, here I am, you know, doing my, my homework from my coach, Bob Proctor, and I come up with this realization, like, wow, I really love to talk and communicate. And I, I'm awarded this amazing opportunity. I attract an angel investor into my life. He funds the startup of my company. I get to leave the corporate arena. I get to start doing what I love. I get to start traveling, uh, you know, all these things start coming true. And then one day he calls me and he says, okay, so Heather, I got you that radio interview. And again, I'm a communicator. I'm a sharer. I'm a talker. I'm thinking, yes, this is amazing news. And then he says, but make sure you don't bring up any of that angel or fairy crap. Okay. And it was in that moment that I knew, right. This business partnership isn't going to work beyond this point right? So here's the thing, commitment to the truth or commitment to the consistency. I mean, I got to tell you, exiting that business partnership was excruciatingly painful on a variety of fronts, financially, emotionally, socially, uh, vocationally. Like there was a lot of pain that I had to endure to be able to exit from that business partnership right? So commitment to consistency. Well, oh yeah, that's too bad. He doesn't really want me to share this side of myself, but that's okay. You know, I can kind of sort of keep this compartmentalized over here. And then when we're doing our thing, I'll be like over there, right? Okay. That's the, that would be commitment to consistency. And I, I'm not saying that I've never done that, right? We all do that. And then what happens is the pain gets too loud when you're an authenticity addict, right? The, the suffering is just too loud. And we say, no, I can't, right? And we go back on the path. I'm not saying I haven't been lost in cul-de-sacs of, of consistency before. Cause I certainly have, um, I'm human, right? <laughs> I value familiarity too, but right. Like that's what happens. It's like, here I am do to do trotting along thinking, Oh my God, my life is made. I'm living this totally integrated, authentic, aligned life. Like who I'm designed to be on the inside is what I'm getting to do on the outside. And then ring, ring. Hey, don't bring up any of that angel or fairy crap. Like the gamut comes down, right? And here's the moment of truth. Are you going to commit to the truth, right? That this is who you are and that it's important for you to be able to share your practices that you are, um, that are allowing you to be the greatest expression of yourself, or are you going to commit to consistency, right? Hide the parts that people are not wanting to see and 
you know, sort of split yourself into this external self image that you want to project to the world and hide the sort of internal things that you don't want people to see, right? That's the kind of choices that we have to make all the time when we're saying yes to the journey of authenticity, right? So what is true today right? What's authentic today, that doesn't mean that's authentic forever, right? Because suddenly you, you align with a new truth, a new awareness around authenticity for yourself, and the journey goes on, right? And so what then becomes so important for us is to be able to start to cultivate the resiliency that we need that allows us, it allows us to see the suffering that shows up, not as punishment, right? But as guidance. And like, for example, just putting that into context. So when I received that phone call, right there, there's a place where I wanted to go, which was like, oh, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I be just more focused on business development? Like, why am I so busy meditating and, you know, pulling angel cards and writing in my journal? Why can't I just be more focused on like fiscal management and the niche market development and the sales funnels and like, uh, right. I mean, there's that subtle place where we go into self-criticism, right? Seeing the suffering, like seeing the alarm clock as somehow an indication that we are wrong, when what it actually is, is an alarm clock alerting us that it's time to wake up to a new level of truth, right? Something else is emerging from within. What got us here is the thing that's going to stop us from getting there. So what we actually need is the cultivation of the resiliency to be able to let go, to quit, and to say no to the things that are no longer going to be part of our authentic expression, right? And that doesn't mean that they were wrong or that they were bad or that there's any judgment, right? It's just like that is the end of the road for that expression. And so it's, again, it's, it's, it's so paradoxical because paradoxical, paradox, paradoxical, is that how you say it? I think paradoxical, because on the one hand, you're like, this is, I've got to let this go. Right. And, and here's the irony. So you do, you have to let it go energetically, consciously for you to evolve to the new level of alignment with the truth that you've now discovered. But when you get there, what you actually realize is you actually left nothing behind at all. It's so freaky. It's got to be experienced to be known. It's not something I can, you don't have to believe me when I tell you this, but what feels so excruciating about letting things go, right? The pain of like, oh my gosh, I can't, right? It, that it's, it's so ironic because you have to go through the fire of that pain. You have to, to go right into it. And yet when you rise, like the phoenix you are, what you realize is you actually left nothing behind. It all came with you, right? And so it's it's so fascinating because it's it's it seems to be some necessary part of the journey that there has to be this willingness on our part to, you know, to let these things go energetically. And yet, like I said, ironically, on the other side of it, everything's still there. So you know, again, this idea that authenticity is a moving target is something that I think is so important for us to embrace 
and to understand and that there's nothing wrong with us. Like you get things set up a certain way and then knock, knock, knock from the soul call and like everything's got to look different again. And sometimes you just want to be like, what the fuck? I just got it all figured out and I don't want to move again. Right. And that's okay. You know, again, we all get lost in these cul-de-sacs of familiarity and resistance to, to, to the call, right? Like we push, we push back and say like, I'm not ready yet. I don't want to go yet. Um, and it, it, that's fine because trust me, it just keeps hanging around and hanging around. The volume gets turned up a little louder. Stuff gets a little more excruciating and eventually you can't not move. Right. But, but just to know that that's part of the path. There's really nothing wrong with you. And the real question you want to be in experience of is what's my commitment, right? What's my commitment? Because if I'm committing to nothing less than the greatest possibility for my life, if I'm committing to continuing to develop my gifts and my talents, because I deeply believe that they have been gifted to me to express them through in the world in the unique way that only I can for nothing less than the greatest contribution of my incarnation, then you are going to have access to the resiliency, to the resourcefulness, to the capacity, to the self-compassion, to be able to let go and to quit and to say no to the things that are starting to hinder your emergent progress. And that is the journey of the Authenticity Addict. We'll be back to talk more. Thanks for listening. Authenticity, it's a moving target.